From Boston, this is WJTR's The Next Disruption, a show about what's coming up in technology and what that means for us in humanity. I'm Bernadette Carey. At Next Disruption, we obviously pride ourselves on being able to see what's coming, but we've always had to hedge our bets. No matter how much research you do or how many experts you ask, you can't say for sure what the future is going to hold. Or at least, we can't. Today we have a story about the future from a man who claims to have been there. WJTR's Julia Milburn has the story of a man revolutionizing the unmanned aircraft industry with ideas he says come from the future. HRH Aeronautics is a name you might not have heard, but if you're interested in the world of unpiloted aerial vehicles, or drones as they're more commonly known, then HRH is as big a name as Apple, Google, or Microsoft. In the past two years, they've put out new drones that can automatically avoid obstacles at any time of the day or night, record HD videos that can be downloaded directly onto your smartphone or laptop, and, controversially, run encrypted communication channels they say the FAA won't be able to regulate. They've done all of this at price points well within the reach of most consumers, and even more remarkably, they say all of this is really the work of one man. Gabe Hartman. I'm the chief engineer at HRH Technologies. When you first meet Gabe Hartman, he doesn't seem that different from any other engineer. He has glasses and a beard. He's wearing jeans and a colored shirt. A lot of people at HRH say he kind of reminds you of their dad, and I can see that. So what does chief engineer mean at HRH? Uh, Well, it means uh, I handle the hardware, software, pretty much every kind of wear engineering for our unmanned aerial vehicles, or drones, as pretty much everybody who doesn't build them calls them. You handle all the software and hardware engineering? Isn't that kind of unusual? Yes. Yeah, it's extremely unusual, especially at my age. But that's not the most unusual thing about Gabe. So, two years ago, or 43 years from now, depending on how you look at it, my consciousness got sent back from my 74-year-old body into my 29-year-old body. Gabe says he got sent back in time. That's how I know how to build all this stuff. That's... Why I'm building drones that are unlike anything else on the market. I'm from the future. You do know that sounds... Crazy? Yeah, I've heard that one before. But once things were up and rolling with the company, I just didn't see any reason to lie about it anymore. Things have already changed enough in the industry that, I mean, I pretty much think we're safe. Safe. From the future I was sent back from. Gabe says that in the future, government use of drones grows out of control. He says within 15 years, regulation will drive civilian drone use to extinction. He says another 15 years after that, the technology will be advanced enough, and ubiquitous enough, that people avoid going outside for fear of being killed invisibly from the sky. He doesn't say this might happen. He says it will happen, like he's telling you history. Then one day they figured out how to build the machine. The time machine. Well, the scientists who built it said that was technically a misnomer, but yeah, pretty much everybody called it that anyway. If somebody else built it, why send you back? Why not go themselves? Oh, that's that's really good. Most people don't think to ask that. Um, They they sent me because, I mean, because I was old and everybody older didn't have the engineering experience. All the scientists were theory guys. They needed somebody who could build an encrypted narrowband radio system from memory, and I was the oldest one they could find. If you're so afraid of drones in the future, why would they send you back to make more of them? Why not just not make them? I couldn't go back that far. The industry dates back to the 1980s, and nobody was old enough. 
hell, once they started building RC vehicles in 1910, it wasn't a question of if somebody's going to build this stuff, it was what order it'll happen in. So you're here to build this technology in the right order? I'd call it a less dangerous order. Look, there's no reason we couldn't have built a tank the day after we built the first car, right? We just didn't see the need. We built tanks after World War I, when automatic weapons made cavalry obsolete. So your drones are like building tanks in 1900. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You build tanks after you build machine guns, you get trench warfare. You do it the other way around. You prevent World War I? Or you get it over with a lot quicker. That still seems overly complicated. Why not just send something back with you to prove what you're saying? You can't send matter back in time. It violates causality and relativity, and it's a, a whole thing. Technically, you can't even send information back, but the machine works as a kind of a loophole. How did the machine work? I couldn't tell you even if I wanted to, which I know how that sounds. But I helped build the thing, and parts of the theoretical science behind it were totally foreign to me. All I know is that they put you in the thing there, they set a date, and you wake up back here. So it's a time machine that doesn't let you travel with any proof? I mean, I have plenty of proof. My career here is proof. You mean because you jumped careers? Yeah, that's a a bit of an understatement. Two and a half years ago, I was working in a small publishing house in Connecticut. Now I'm running an engineering wing when nobody can find a record that I've had a day of formal electronics training in my life. You're not exactly the first tech genius with an odd background. Yeah, yeah. Silicon Valley loves its autodidact prodigies, but I don't fit that mold. Why not? Well, for one thing, I got in the game too late. 29? That's positively ancient by Zuckerberg standards. There's plenty of CEOs who started out in their late 20s. Well, yeah, sure. There's an exception to every rule. But even if you accept that, I'm still the wrong kind of smart. Self-taught guys tend to be geniuses of insight. They don't top their field in technical knowledge, but they see new areas and opportunities that everybody else missed. But isn't that what you're doing? No, no, it's not, because I'm not self-taught. I have the kind of broad knowledge base you get from 20, 30 years in the industry. And the most likely explanation for that is time travel. I'm building components nobody's ever seen before to make hardware nobody else can build, running next-generation software I wrote myself. Does it seem a lot more likely my only qualification is an English degree from Trinity College? I'm not saying either is likely. I'm saying extraordinary claims... Require extraordinary evidence. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's what's great about the plan they sent me back with. It doesn't matter if you believe my claims. As long as I build the technology, people can just believe whatever they want. Then why aren't you more worried that they'll stop letting you build this? Eh, yeah, they've already seen what I can do. But why would anyone who heard your story feel safe investing their money with you? I have to ask them that. So I did. I asked quite a few investors. I asked industry analysts. I asked economists. I even asked HRH's chief financial officer, and they all said the same thing. You want to talk to Dylan Rowan. So we'll talk to Dylan Rowan right after this. Sixteen is the 60th year for the Massachusetts Philharmonic, and for their diamond anniversary, they've lined up a season celebrating both the old and the new. 
This is the 22nd season for Massachusetts Philharmonic conductor Gareth Woods, who will be leading the orchestra in a season of some of his favorite classical compositions. But the 2016 season will also have monthly performances of new compositions by their prolific 2016 Artist in Residence and Young Composer Award winner Robert West. The 2016 season begins with an opening performance of Rachmaninoff and Tchaikovsky on October 10th, so there's still time to get your season tickets or to donate to the Philharmonic. This season, every donor at the $1 level, all the way up to our new Diamond Circle, is entered in for a chance to win dinner with Woods and West, along with box seats for the entire season. Just go to massphilorc.org for tickets or for more information on how to donate. Welcome back. Before the break, we talked to Gabe Hartman, an electronics engineer who says his state-of-the-art designs are the result of him traveling through time. In an effort to understand how Gabe could have seen such tremendous success despite such an outlandish claim, I got on the phone with Dylan Rowan, one of the investors in Gabe's company, HRH Technologies. Yes, hello, I'm Dylan Rowan. I'm a founding partner of Rowan Connors Investors, and we just invested an additional $15 million in HRH Technologies. So I asked Dylan the same question I had asked Gabe, and he was ready with an answer. Well, first off, I want to apologize about the phone interview. I'm just swamped. Sorry. It's fine. I understand that you're busy. I appreciate you taking the time. Yes. Well, it's also important that you understand that HRH Technologies isn't just Gabe Hartman. It's a company with over 200 employees where Mr. Hartman has relatively little control. He's not the CEO. He's not even on the board. But everyone at HRH would say that the company is built on his ideas. Yes, his ideas, exactly. Roan Connors isn't investing in Gabe Hartman. It's investing in the things he and HRH are building. So you don't believe him? Do I believe that Gabe Hartman is a time traveler? Honestly, I believe it isn't relevant. Maybe Gabe's claims are more specific, but they're not that different from claims I hear from other startups a hundred times a year. That their technology is revolutionary, that it's going to change the world. But to be fair, those claims are at least in the realm of the possible. Miss Milburn, at the start of the 20th century, magicians used to say they'd been granted their powers by the devil. Do you think anybody cared that that was crazy and obviously not true? Of course not. They, they cared about the results and if they had the talent to back it up. So you're comparing engineering to stage magic? I do that at least once a week. As far as I'm concerned, the only difference between a magician and a tech startup is that I can pay the startup to tell me how the trick is done. And how is Gabe Hartman's trick done? Very, very well, Miss Melbourne. Any more than that is a trade secret. So the proof, once again, was Gabe's technology, but the technology itself turns out to be frustratingly elusive. When I tried to ask HRH employees about Hartman's innovations, I was stonewalled. Most of his technology was either proprietary or still waiting for patents. Rival companies seemed as in the dark as I was about what Hartman does, whatever it is that he's doing. And when I tried to ask Gabe about it directly... So in the 2030s, we start developing drones that can reliably target and execute individual civilians with only occasional ground communication, and then... Mr. Hartman, that's not what I asked. I asked what your drones can do that nobody else's can. And I'm trying to answer you. It's not that the things I'm making can't be made by somebody else, it's why would they make them? Technology responds to what's come before. 
So you build all the stuff that breaks drones first, and nobody builds Skynet. No, Skynet's the wrong metaphor. Computers don't make the decisions, and computers are fantastically dumb in their way, and they always will be. If they kill you, it's because somebody told them to, or to look for people like you and kill them. But they don't need to be the Terminator to be terrifying. Hold on. Isn't the Terminator a bit of a dated reference in 2058? You still know who King Kong is? Creature from the Black Lagoon? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. No. No, I'm... I'm sorry, I snapped. It's just after the first time we met, I thought you wouldn't treat me like what I'm saying is a joke. I was very upfront in our first interview that I was skeptical about... That wasn't the first time I was talking about... Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. Forget I said anything. I just got upset because I think the work I'm doing here doesn't deserve a story that's trying to laugh at it. How can you say that when all I'm trying to do is ask serious questions about your work? You're the one that keeps bringing everything back to how you're a time traveler. Oh, because that's the only way I know how to explain why I'm doing any of this. I mean, here, look. Do you see this? It hides the drone's communication frequency. It makes it so the government can't tell who's flying a drone. Now, why would I spend years building that? The government announced the FAA would regulate drones a few months ago. You're a smart man, Mr. Hartman. You could have easily predicted the... God, I wish they would let you just see me work. If you saw me building this stuff, you'd know I'm telling the truth. Most engineering, it's a, a process of trial and error. It's, it's choosing something that works from a sea of choices that don't work. But not when I work. When I work, I just build it. Solutions that make no sense to anybody else are the first thing I try. And it's because I'm not figuring out the solutions, I'm remembering them. And that's the only way you can describe the actual technology to me? No. No, I can tell you our new encrypted communication channels make it impossible for anybody, even in the government, to track the signal between your drone and any controller you might be using. That our patented 5 eye system allows for easy drone navigation by day or night, even in the worst weather conditions. And that HRH leads the industry with our revolutionary new environmental awareness algorithms that make it almost impossible to pilot your drone into people or obstructions. I got trained on all the marketing jargon. Your company is okay with you saying all of this instead? No. No, they weren't particularly pleased when I threw all their media training down the drain and started talking about time travel. So why are they letting you talk to me? Well, turns out it gets more attention than a press release. So it is a marketing strategy? Yeah, it is to them. I'm not blind, Julia. I know the company has adjusted to it. Decided it was a cute little joke they could use to sell drones. But what is it to you? Imagine being the only person in the world who remembered half a century of history. You're sitting around every day knowing you're the only person in the world who's experienced the defining moments of your life. I mean, sure, most people think I'm joking or that I am a joke. But some people don't. And... And? And for all I know, I'm not the only time traveler. I mean, they built the machine in my timeline. They could have built it in others. Who knows? Maybe I'll get lucky and meet a nice lady from the 2050s and settle down. That was a joke. As a reporter, I have a responsibility to give my listeners the truth. But I don't think I know what the truth of Gabe Hartman is. Sitting there with him in his office, I didn't know what to believe. I believed he was a brilliant man. 
I believed he was profoundly lonely, the way brilliant people sometimes are. I even believed that he thought he was from the future. I wanted to believe more than that, to tell Gabe Hartman I thought he was telling the truth. But as a reporter, I couldn't do that because Gabe Hartman, as smart as he is, believes a fantasy. A fantasy that lets him do remarkable things, but a fantasy nonetheless. From And that's where I left it. Or at least something very close to that. I wasn't quite there yet when I arrived, and I've forgotten my exact wording, but that was more or less it. The decision I've been struggling with is if I should leave it there, since I guess you could say new information has come to light. On my way back from my second interview with Gabe, second or third, it's, it's been so long I'd have to check my notes. Anyway, on September 3rd, my consciousness arrived back here as well. I've been told not to tell you too much about the future I come from, that that was Hartman's mistake. But I've decided that as a reporter, I have a responsibility to give my listeners the truth. It's true. What Gabe Hartman says is true. The future he comes from and the one I came from are different in a lot of ways, but the things he knows, he couldn't know any other way. He came from the future. He's even right that he's not the only one. He's not even the first. And yes, that does mean I see you for what you are now, Dylan. Gabe Hartman wasn't the first, and I doubt I'll be the last. Since this is probably the last time you'll be hearing my voice, I I want to say that no one else here at WJTR approved this addendum. I've slipped it into the final broadcast mix at the last minute. None of them should be punished for my actions. They've been nothing but kind to me, either time around. I'm Bernadette Carey, and this has been The Next Disruption. Next Disruption is a production of WJTR with generous financial support from the Wild Hat Group. The Wild Hat Group, a company focused on the future. You've been listening to Next Disruption. Next Disruption is written by David Daw and produced by Nicole Thayer. The theme music to Next Disruption is Milepost 1 by Alex Fitch. Additional music this week was provided by Jawsar. Find out more about Jawsar at beggarwithmusic.com. And for more on Alex Fitch, Google Alex Fitch. That's Alex F-I-T-C-H. The voice of Bernadette was Ali Gilvazon. The voice of Julia was Avigal Milton. The voice of Gabe Hartman was David Daw, and the voice of Dylan Rowan was Alex Walker. The voice of the outro has been Nicole Thayer. Next time, I'll be somebody else, but I'll still be Nicole, because that's how acting works.